0: You are listening to Pili Aloha Now, Building Sustainability, the Art of Respect series with co host Dennis Michael Broussard. This series is brought to you by NextGen Incorporated, quality custom products for safety and the future. The Art of Respect series is a journey diving into the unique practice of respect, how it relates to the environment, culture, and society. When we practice the art of respect together, we will thrive sustainably. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the seventh episode of Building Sustainability, Art of Respect series. This is Pili Aloha Estal, and with me is co-host, Dennis Michael Broussard. Hello, Dennis Michael.
1: Hey, Pili Aloha, and welcome back to all of our listeners to another episode in this podcast series. Uh, We had a great interview last episode, which we did to commemorate Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, which is this month, September.
0: Yes, I know it meant so much to you and I both to have Kathy on with Joey's Wings last week. Her advocacy, fighting in honor of Joey and all children with pediatric cancer is beyond inspiring. And there isn't even enough words to explain her fight for Joey to help others. The Race for Children Act and all the bills she is pushing for in D.C. is amazing. I know she is keeping Joey's passion alive and combined with her stamina, the beautiful cranes for a cure in her heart to make and help his life and so many others. And passion and respect for others is, I feel, the epitome of Kathy, and I think this actually leads us to our guest today. He might try to argue with us a little bit, but I believe his ability to encourage respect in others and all he does is why we are so honored today to have with us Chris Cantori, a leader in the San Diego community and the messaging of respect. Chris is a surf and skate-loving live music enthusiast with over 25 years of radio and media experience, including stints at 91X, KPRI, FM 949, KFMB, the San Diego Union Tribune, NBC San Diego, and the founder of You Media and Bridges Studio. Welcome, Chris. It means a lot to have you on, and I know everyone who knows you and follows you knows the respect you exude from others. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome, Chris.
2: Hi, how's everybody doing that's <laughs> that's really kind of you to say and and uh, and quite humbling and a uh, little embarrassing too, especially when you name all those jobs I'm like, dang, I've gotten fired from a lot of places
0: <laughs> i i'm I actually am looking forward to embarrassing you a little bit today in these next forty minutes of Q and a and asking you some questions about your background. I admire you. I respect you. We have a lot of mutual friends and I've had the honor of working with you in small amounts of capacities. But maybe what would be helpful for our listeners is if you could share a little bit about your background and in music and radio industry.
2: I moved to San Diego here in the late 80s to attend San Diego State. And upon graduation, I um, I deferred going to law school Uh, to get uh, involved in arts, entertainment, and media. I just um, fell into it. It wasn't a plan. Uh, My plan initially, after graduation from San Diego State, was to uh, move back to Los Angeles and pursue a career in uh, Hollywood, if you will. And uh, around that same time that I would uh, be leaving San Diego and moving up north, I also it, it always comes down to uh to a girl or something like that where i had met somebody at the time and didn't want to move so i ended up staying here and uh said to myself how can i have that that hollywood experience in this town that i love so much that i don't want to leave right now and the only thing i could think of was uh I applied, this is back in the day when you used to go through the paper and look for jobs yeah. and stuff, <laughs> you know, I and, and the phone book, too. I, yep. I have a vivid memory of breaking out, you know, the, the yellow pages or the white pages and circling anything that started with a K for <laughs> KFMB, KGTV, KUSI, or uh, or an X for the Mexican license stations here in That's town. awesome. And, uh, this is right after I got out of San Diego state and I, um, hit up every single outlet in town, every single one. And I only heard back from two people. I heard back from KGTV. I had an interview there and didn't get the position. And then I heard back from KFMB who said that the radio side was looking for somebody to answer the phones for their morning show. And it paid five bucks an hour. And uh, I was so excited to have that gig. But my dad, who wanted me to go to law school, not so much, you know, (laughs) but that was kind of how it all started, if you will.
0: Honestly, I think you and I probably have some similarities just because we both love San Diego. And I think that's a common story with a lot of people. And I think of our friends in the industry. They love San Diego so much. So how do we then create that same feel, look? And everything in san diego and i think you are part of that equation so thank you because you help san diego become that and and it's really awesome to watch that work you've done in so many outlets too
2: oh that's sweet yeah and um that's that's it i don't i don't even know how to respond to that (laughs) (laughs) to be honest with you but yeah i wanted to keep the dream alive and here i sit 50 years old still trying to keep the dream alive and uh, I don't feel like I'm in any different position today than I was when I started, to be honest with you. And that's kind of, I think, uh, what's so trippy about this life and a lot of these times for a lot of us. So and it, I think that's also why it's sometimes my quote unquote legacy or when you speak about the past, sometimes I get embarrassed or it seemed a little confusing is because you never stop fighting and you never, you, nothing's ever changed since the first day I got
1: into it. Mm hmm your story is a lot of people's stories about having moved here from somewhere else and staying around i mean it, it's my story i moved here from uh, new orleans to go to school and i just stuck around weather yeah. a girl the food you know everything just made me made me want to stay and i've been here ever since and i've been listening to you ever since i moved here uh your your long history in the media has made you one of the most recognized names Uh, especially like in radio, but definitely everybody knows the name Chris Cantori through every entity you've been with and through some of the things that you've done, created on your own. And some of these, for our listeners, can you explain the inspiration for some of these new projects like the creation of new media and bridges?
2: Yeah, those have always been created. Anything that I create is usually created out of um, frustration or... um, being in a in a position where i just i I have nothing and i need to in a lot of ways protect my mental health creative health creative chops all the above so anything that i put out there is usually an extension of myself or my creativity or the things that i love and uh then monetizing those things becomes a, a a distinct challenge but as it relates to your To your question you know i've always i've always started stuff between radio jobs so radio has always been my traditional gig if you will and um for the first half of my career if you will maybe two-thirds i was shocked how easy to be honest everything kind of came to me or how it all unfolded it was all based on timing luck i believe all of it mostly timing right place right time and the the initial trajectory at the time was just kind of in a lot of ways unheard of in that i started my media career in san diego and most people who work here this is their dream gig and this they work in millions of other markets to eventually land here and then when you land here you never want to leave so for me to start my media career here it was, um, it was interesting because I was surrounded by a lot of people who weren't from San Diego, and I suddenly became a huge champion of everything San Diego. And I, that's how I protected myself from a lot of the outsiders that were coming in. And I looked at it like, one thing, they, could, they might be able to take my job away, but they can't take away my connection to the community And they can't take away the passion for the stuff that I have in life. So anytime between gigs, I would start something that was passionate to me that hopefully my community in San Diego would be into. So my last job or one of my last jobs that I lost in between transitions, I started UYEW online. And that was just a platform where I could post content that was compelling and interesting to me and my friends or would make me and my friends laugh and then and monetize it on top of that so basically i was always producing content for someone else and my thought was why don't i just produce content for myself yeah so that's what I and i didn't want to use my name i didn't want it to be chriscantori.com because by that point i was kind of sick of my name Because the first, again, the first part of my career came very easy to me. But the second half or second portion has been nothing but in and out of different jobs and way more of a roller coaster where the initial trajectory was a hockey stick. So having gone from having everything to losing everything to rebuilding a million times over, uh, this rebuild, I just wanted to make sure that my name wasn't on top of it because I didn't want that pressure. I didn't want all that attention, but I could still feed it with my content. And it was beautiful, and it was organic, and I I, I launched merch and this Instagram, but I was so new to it and didn't really know how to monetize it that I had to go back into radio, basically. I had to, and still do, have to support my family. Uh, We're hitting this pandemic, and it's time to bring back the U Online and, and reinvest in the work I had done in the past. And in conjunction with that, I launched the Bridges.studio because when I would be recruiting or trying to get business for my U Media and my U stuff, awesome. I would always have people ask me, How do you do that? I want to do that too. Mm-hmm. So Bridges Studio is a basically a, um, an entity or an agency where we're producing audio content for people and helping brands produce audio.
0: Oh, amazing. See, I didn't know all that. So, this is really helpful. So yeah, I'm sorry if I'm that. being
2: all long. No,
0: <laughs> no, that's, I want to know these things because obviously I have an, a background in PR and marketing, but it's still, you never know what's going to catch, what's easy, but knowing that you help others produce that content. Because, similar to my story, and your partner in crime, Meryl, was the one that I went to going, Hey, I think I'm going to do a podcast. I was gonna wait till I finished my doctorate. I was like you, I was gonna go to law school. Just, I don't know if I was smart enough. I'm still working on my doctorate. <laughs> and I said, I said, I really wanna do it now. I'm being encouraged to do it. And she said, do it. And it has been the most mental health rewarding thing for me personally. In so many ways that i had no idea literally i probably would not have survived the last six months without it and not even knowing that going into it i had no idea but looking back it's just learning everybody's stories and being a part of that process is so rewarding so knowing that you help others do that because i was fortunate enough to come from event industry so i have partners who are helping me produce this But it's not easy. It's expensive. There's so many processes. So I'm so excited to know that you do that because I literally have a laundry list of people every day ask me, well, how do you do that? Where do you go? And so it's really exciting to know you're doing that.
2: Yeah, I had the exact same thing happen. That's why I said I have to turn this into a business. And you mentioned how rewarding it's been for you since you started. That was why I mentioned it always happens during transitions mm-hmm. and sometimes uncomfortable transitions. Yes. But during those uncomfortable transitions, there's no bitterness, you know, when it comes to me losing even my last job. I look at it as a gift. It gives me mm-hmm. the ability to reach reach within myself and realize that I'm in control of my own destiny and I mm-hmm. can't rely on other people. It ends up being a blessing in disguise, but it always happens, always happens when I'm going through a personal transition. It's never happening when I'm hosting a morning show, hosting a radio gig, working in TV, working for the UT. No, it has to happen when you're really faced with yourself. You have to look at yourself and say, well, it, it's all on me. And I'm." it's make or break and it's on me.
0: My background was more environmental studies, undergrad and global kind of leadership, sustainability in grad school, but similar concepts in sustainability base themselves upon that change and adapting to change where a lot of people are more scared of change and that's normal some people embrace it I like to move every year on the year not jobs not locations <laughs> I just, I'd be a terrible house buyer I need either 12 houses or no houses so I feel like that adapting to change is what brings us growth people get scared of it but I think embracing it is also really important and trying to go with it and going with the flow. So maybe can you share with us a little bit about the Cantori show with Merrill and kind of a little bit about that and the I think you have the Monday Mass too.
2: Yeah, no, the whole idea when I first started, you know, this is going back a couple of years with you know when I mentioned when I first started you yewonline.com the whole concept was to actually have a bona fide podcast network that was san diego based and i had several shows that i was managing at the time i had mine i had the monday mass which is the monday action can you manage mine (laughs) yeah right well this is what happened is i just got overwhelmed and it just became a situation where it was also like i could do it better now today than i was able to do it three years ago when I first started or two and a half. But, um, I had the Monday mass with Chris Cote and, um, Oh yeah. Todd rich, Todd Richards, professional snowboarder, NBC commentator. Then we had a, a, um, a craft beer show. We had a cannabis show. We had, um, trying to think the other verticals. We were, we were basically hitting every single vertical in San Diego lifestyle. We had a food, a food show. And um it just became overwhelming for me to manage it all. And at the end of the day, we're kind of stuck with my show, the the Chris Cantori show with Merrill, and then the Monday Mass. And this is part of the rebuild, is right now I'm actively re-signing shows to put into this network
0: awesome. and
2: kind of building off the previous dream. So as far as my show's concerned, it's uh we're recording now. We've ramped it up. We're releasing new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, and those are free on, you know, your Apple Podcasts, yep. Spotify, and Google. And then on Wednesday, Marilyn and I are doing an exclusive Patreon show yep. for kind of like the insiders, where we'll get a little bit more intimate, deep, and talk about stuff that, you know... We, we wouldn't talk about on the radio normally <laughs> yeah. we'll do it on that Patreon show so it gives some value to the person who's investing
0: so that's where I can go to talk you know the, the heavy talk so that's good to know
2: yeah we have heavy talks always but I would say more of the dirty talks than heavy. Yeah.
0: The reason I'm so excited, because obviously I, my background kind of shifted in PR marketing and sales got thrown into the event industry, which is how I met Meryl and helped launch Music Box. And it's just been a really fascinating ride for me. And I kind of take it with the flow. But I, I want to be able to help and support your efforts, share with everybody where to find everything. As I said, I'm a newbie in the world, so we're building our Our goal is to get as diverse of a market as possible for people to learn more and share information and learn about each other and learn about the efforts going on. We are definitely a global reach, but the goal is just to really build sustainability.
2: It's amazing. I love what you're doing.
0: Oh, thank you. Meryl was a a motivator mentally for me to do it. I was scared. so (laughs) I have to thank her a lot.
2: All transition and change is scary. You know, as we've been discussing, and that's why when i was first faced with it at 38 years old after after easy street it was so polarizing and i think that's even when you look at where society is today you know at the end of the day yes we're dealing with a global pandemic but it's a lot of change that people aren't used to and are being forced to reset and you know it's been a lot easier for some people to coexist than for others and for those people it sounds like it's hitting them harder, you know? And I do think that, uh, I look at my experiences as just, it's built resilience. I've gained wisdom from it and, uh, it hasn't been an easy ride, but again, I'm so thankful for all, all the bumps along the way. I really am
1: you're talking about bumps and rides and that's going to be my awkward transition to my next question here when you were doing the monday mash show and you had like co-hosts or guests who were athletes uh you're a big sports enthusiast for specific sports your favorite sports are surfing and skating yeah. so uh can you share with us your love of the sport and how you got into it and are you, are you doing anything active with it in any way through your current projects
2: yeah for sure I mean yeah at the end of the day the Monday Mass is an action sports podcast so we're cover you know those guys cover because they work in the industry the the industry soup to nuts. It's just the job they do is impeccable and um, they're just dialed in they're part of the scene because uh, San Diego uh, is tr- in my opinion the action sports capital of the world and I've always been enamored by it even before I moved to San Diego, I remember being a kid in my bedroom and looking at skateboard magazines and dreaming of, you know, meeting the bones brigade or Tony Hawk and all these mm-hmm. people are in our backyard. And I wasn't somebody dropping in the pools or doing these crazy tricks or uh, street style or whatnot. I just was absolutely in love with, uh, with skating and the culture but uh and i didn't start and same with surfing and i didn't start surfing really committed committing to surfing until later in life you know i had done it like skating all my childhood but i was never re- good or i was always intimidated by people who were so much better that i just was a fan of the lifestyle not as much of a per- participant if you will but now that then i got older and i became more of a participant but when you're 35 and you're getting back into it i'm 50 now so this is like 15 16 years ago i was like in my mid 30s you know um when you fall on concrete it's a lot less forgiving than when you're <laughs> when than when you're 14. Yeah. so i realized fast i'm like man i love skating but i took one bad fall and i was like i could legitimately kill myself so and i still skate like just longboard but as far as trying to do any form of street skating no it didn't work out for me but surfing was another story because you know you fall in the water and it doesn't Doesn't hurt hurt as much much. (laughs) yeah it's way more forgiving when you're Mm -hmm. putting yourself back out there and interestingly enough i put myself back out there everything in my life again whether it's a project or some or we're talking about this has happened during a transition i really got back into surfing when i knew i was losing my job at 91x i saw the writing on the wall i needed to retap and connect with nature and getting back out in the water really putting myself out there on a daily basis in the winter during huge huge swells in situations that were way out of my comfort zone or skill level and just taking them on the head. And I remember once being in the ocean, just going, give it to me! You know, like this really weird, like friggin' Michael Douglas or Mel Gibson moment, but That's where I is. was like, bring it, bring it, because no matter how bad I thought my life was because I was out of work, it was nothing in comparison with the with the wrath of Mother Nature. Sure, in yeah. the force of that, you know.
1: <laughs> and yeah, you- there's surely a, 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 a the connection with nature and surfing. There's a stress relief and kind of a, a cathartic release with being beaten up by waves. Yep.
2: That's it. You nailed it. Because I thought I was being beaten up by the real world and I needed the waves to teach me that that was nothing.
1: What's your favorite and spot?
2: I'm all over the place. I swear to you. I really am. I'd say my favorite, my home breaks, PV, North PV, Tourmaline, PV Point, uh, Pump House, Old Man's, Crystal Pier, that whole stretch, Lost Street, Um, just because that's where I surfed, even when I didn't surf, you know, when I was a kid or in college, you know, that's where I would go out. But I didn't know what I was doing. And now I kind of know what I'm doing. I would never (laughs) say that I do. You're always learning in life and in the water, but um, it. Uh, you're right, though, as far as I, I call it a, and I'm not religious per se, but I call it a, a, a baptism. You know, I, I can honestly go on the water and feel like I'm at my lowest or, or I'll feel hopeless or helpless or down on myself, and I'll come out of a session, never been so optimistic and see so much light and hope, and it's just beautiful
0: what we talked about a little bit throughout is just the different industries and transition and you and i have been involved in dennis michael in the event and live event industry all three of us heavily a lot of our friends and colleagues and you had posted some information about the red alert restart campaign which launched uh september 1st in the evening and lit up the nation in red and people voicing out to congress about that industry because it literally has decimated the industry. And it's just such a different industry for people to understand the impact and the support that we haven't been getting. And can you share a little bit about your thoughts on that and maybe some efforts we can do to help figure that out?
2: It's so incredibly complicated because I think there's a couple of ways that you could look at it. It's a safe, it's a public health and safety issue uh, when it comes to the restart. And then the other side of it is... Um, we also have, as you said, millions upon millions of people who are out of work that if they're not going to get the assistant and government assistant that they need to survive, then their industries need to restart, much like other industries have. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the dichotomy, and that's where things get a little confusing is because, you know you've got the public safety and health issue on one side Mm -hmm. and then you've got all these people out of work that if they're not going to get the proper assistance then given the ability to go back to work and make money like so many other professions have been afforded that that ability you know and those in the industry will compare it to like kobe's swap meet you go to the swap meet it's packed yeah. Well, if you can go to a packed swap meet, why can't you go to a packed event or a festival with the proper safety precautions in place? Correct. So Or the beach. You know, a beach is another example. I spend, as we've discussed, a lot of time at the beach. I personally have been in situations where I'm not comfortable. I'm surrounded by throngs and throngs of people who are not wearing masks, who are not appropriately social distanced, who are yelling, screaming at their kids. And you're in the middle of it. Um, but do I want to stop going to the beach? No, for the reasons we just discussed. It's just, it's imperative for my health and, and many others as well. So that's where it's just also confusing. So at the end of the day, creating the awareness and creating the fact in that rally call and letting people know that there's a serious problem out there, Correct. our Congress people, our leaders, absolutely, what that produces i don't know but what i hope it does produce is the ability for all these people out of work to survive to feed their families to put a roof over your head i could tell you from experience there's no more stress on the planet other than health Than financial pressure, financial pressure, being financially strained and trying to support yourself, especially living in a city like San Diego. It's ridiculous. And that's something I've been a major proponent of for many years as somebody who's lived here for over 30 years. It's become so insanely expensive here and the, the job you know and people say well you know look at the cost of living in san francisco new york well guess what check check out what the jobs pay in san francisco yeah. and new york compared to san diego
0: <laughs> yeah no different eracious. than the five bucks
2: mm-hmm. it's outrageous and that's what i think's happening uh, nationwide is you know we, we've got a serious situation on our hands where you've got the the haves are surviving fine through a pandemic the have-nots not so much. and this is an industry and I think why it's near and dear to my heart is because I know from experience what it's like to be gainfully employed, thinking you're 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 not gonna stop and have it taken away from you overnight. It friggin' sucks.
0: It's so hard to watch. as I said, all three of us have been working within this industry in this capacity with our friends and and so many people. So it's just trying to a grow the awareness, but I do believe that, Congress needs to step up because the creative industry market, what I consider live events and just that creative market is so powerful in our mental health. So we have to support it because it's part of the heartbeat of everything. So if we Take a really strong look at it. And this is for a whole nother podcast later. <laughs> Chris, you and I can talk about it later. I have like five other ideas of topics that I want to talk about in later series. But the one thing I do agree with this kind of mindset of where we're going, it's us taking a deeper look and a lens. It's kind of like what people do in education is ripping open processes and ripping open policies and procedures and finding broken links to make things better so if that's what it takes then that's what we're going to do but we have to do it together so the collective red alert restart is really really important because if people don't know then they're not going to support it and once people realize and obviously i think that's the most powerful but i'll be curious to see where it goes and what congress does with it
2: Yeah. And I think it starts with getting these people the proper funding and the ability to survive and pay their bills right now. It's just when we were getting that extra $600 stimulus money, it's, you know, I I got really, uh, I wasn't. I wasn't, just coming from our background, I got very upset, if you will, <laughs> yeah. by the amount of people that thought that it was just a bunch of lazy people who didn't want to go back to work and they were just sucking off the teat of our, of our government. And anybody that I know in the business that we, we all come from, no one wants to be sitting back not working and being, you know, getting free cash or however people will, will frame it we all want to go back to work and that's why i get really upset when i start hearing that dialogue like oh there people are lazy let's take that money away don't you can't take that money away because there's no work to get back to right now
0: it's a mindset it's it's people generalizing what you do what they call hasty generalizations you see it in politics you can't generalize a group you have to take a look at it from a lens of this is a situation and this is industry. You're always going to have people that take advantage of situations and ruin it for others, but you can't allow that to create a full impact negatively on people who really are good. And we could take this to a whole nother level later. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm
2: (laughs) I'm apologize if I'm getting political on you. I'm very passionate about it.
0: I wanted to do a political podcast, so you're not. It's just, we could talk for probably a few hours. And that's what I was saying. Maybe later you and I can talk a little bit. I'd love to learn more about what you do for Bridges and and what that can look like, because there's a lot of important topics out there to get out to people and inform them and educate them. I agree.
1: It may be or may not be political, but it's important because it is affecting people's lives and, you know, their ability to survive and support their families. And, you know, the event industry, there's a bunch of event folks in San Diego who are protesting over at the county building because, Mm -hmm. you know, they're letting this happen and this happen. And you mentioned the Kobe swap meet. I saw a picture on Facebook two days ago. It looked packed and about less than half the people in the photos had masks on. And like, why is that okay? And other things not okay. The event industry has taken such a beating, like even when Comic-Con had to cancel, right? The economic impact of Comic-Con is oh, somewhere gosh. like $150 million to businesses, local retailers, to hotels, to, to San Diego. It's, it's affecting everybody. So it's important to bring up, uh, whether politically taken or not, whether people are offended by the conversation or not. It's the truth, and it has to be addressed. Uh, just letting it slide by and, and accusing people of not wanting to work uh, is, 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 is kind of weak to me.
2: I agree. And I, especially when it's put through and I'm speaking out passionately on behalf of this Red Alert initiative, which are, like you said, stage hands, uh, production people. Uh, in my case, radio people and you know uh, i don 't know anyone from those sectors that don 't you're you 're talking about a, a sector where people are doing what they love doing we 're not mm-hmm. talking about a sector that 's going out and and uh doing mm-hmm. something they hate or they're miserable in life. These are people who got into these fields because they're passionate about them and and they they're living, you know, they, they love their work and their work isn't really work. It's who they are. So that's already been taken away from them. So they're dealing with that trauma and then you're taking money away from them on top of that. That's where, that's where I have a serious problem. And, and that's why i think this red alert need that's why i think those red lights do need to go up we do need to send up an sos because people are dying financially and unfortunately financially. literally too
1: yeah that's where uh, respect for people in their their trades their uh their work their business uh, that's where respect comes in and i don't think that it's always coming through and we are in this art of respect series i think this is our seventh episode And uh, lucky to have someone like you on and want to get your opinion of respect in today's society and mostly in the context of the media industry.
2: Wow. That's one of the (laughs) best questions I've been asked in a long time. Wow. That's heavy, man.
0: Uh, That's that really ends. heavy. We might have another one later. So we'll we'll see. As I said, I, I love this because you help give us so many ideas and your insight is so important.
2: The answer to that question, especially when we're in the midst of insecure times where all of us are, are challenged is now more than ever, we need to support each other. Now more than ever, collaboration yep. is more important. The whole me mentality the whole every man for himself dog eat dog I think if you have any element of that in you you're 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 doing it all wrong I think right now more than ever we need to look out for each other check on each other support each other encourage each other lift each other push each other and if you're a person who's doing anything but that to another human being you're awful.
0: Wow, you summed that up beautifully. <laughs> as I said, we could talk about the context of media and people portraying media as negatively. And I just don't understand it. The hate, I, I just can't understand it. I watched when you went out during the Black Lives Matter rally. Just just your conversations and what you're doing. its And I think that's why I personally respect you so much is I feel that you indirectly pull respect from people because you're like look we're in this together and if you can't work together we're not we're not going to move forward we're politically divided emotionally divided all we're doing is trying to create these divides and those divides and i've said this before on some other podcast, and it would be so cool just let's say politics real quick if you know trump said hey biden that was a really cool comment you made and i support that effort but have you thought of doing it this way I mean, you just don't see or vice that versa. no, obviously vice versa. but and and I was should have started on that side of it, but
2: no, 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 I was just looking out for you.
0: I obviously wanted to go the other way, but I feel like nobody is complimenting each other on the things they're doing good before they go into, hey, but have you looked at it this way? It just doesn't exist. It is just bashing, bashing, bashing. Nobody's gonna do anything if you bash each other. That's the opposite way to move forward. I've never once seen anybody on the opposite side compliment Trump, not one. I have searched, I have Googled, I have looked, I'm like not one person has given him a compliment and then after give him some feedback, not one person.
1: That's what we do. We yeah. go straight to tearing someone down, straight to attacking what they say, instead of maybe offering a solution. It's easy to tear someone down than to help build someone up.
0: But you Bingo. see that you see that carry down in all the industries, and and then the kids see that, and then then the kids think that's what you're supposed to do, and so we're indirectly teaching our children, and they have no idea the impact they're having. I mean, it's almost like they're clueless that the kids are just watching this happen. Yeah. How do you wake up in the morning and go, I'm going to put out some hate emails today and hate talk? Who wakes up wanting to do that? And they do. And it's just because it's a pattern of behavior.
2: It is, but it's also rewarded. I will say this is that um, let's say just looking at the platform of of Twitter is the problem or or, no, any of them. No, it's
0: okay. Go there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but if you put out a piece of content that's negative, it's going to get so much yep. more of a reaction and engagement than if you say something positive. Um, you know, someone like Aubrey Huff, who mm-hmm. I do know and who actually approached me at one point about helping him produce his podcast, but it never materialized. Thank God. But um, he's this—he's um, a very—he has very strong opinions. Yep and um he's pushing stuff about you know covid's a hoax covid's the flu um don't wear a mask if you wear a mask you're a sheep he's heavy on that dialogue but Mm -hmm. what's but in media those tweets will probably scale faster and get more traction than anything the dalai lama pushes out
0: oh 100 i see it all the time and i'm like well i guess i gotta keep just Pushing the positivity and I'm not saying everything's peachy and keen, but it is true. The negativity and Twitter was designed like that. Almost it was it's like an algorithm.
2: But even if you put up something, if I put up something on Facebook that's just promoting myself or something that I'm passionate about, I'll get five likes. Yeah, I put up something like I can't believe San Diego State is already closing down and they've had 43 covid uh, cases and then, boom, I'll get 150 comments on that. Or I don't even have to go that far into it. I'll just put up the article and just go, <laughs> San Diego State, shut down, and 150 comments because shut down is negative. Yep. But if I said, you know, the, I, I did a Padres thing. I was so pumped on the Padres signing this new picture. I got, like, seven likes, one comment. <laughs> but I talk about COVID and SDSU getting shot down. Boom. Your engagement goes through the roof. So that, to me, is where media is, I can't say responsible, but plays a humongous role as far as spreading the fire.
0: So we're going to use this as a later episode. I'm going to bring you on, and I don't know, maybe one that you're helping me produce, but... We'll pretty much end there because we're about time, but maybe we can think about what are, and this is a hard, hard question, what are some ways that we could try to adjust that? I mean, that takes a deep, deep philosophical approach to how we look at it. But yeah. there's gotta be ways to be able to shift that mindset and, and not be able to ban free speech and negativity. But again, we're negatively impacting our youth to see that. They think that's okay, that they see it every day and we're just feeding that. I would love to see a movement of some kind without it being twinkle toes and butterflies all day, but something that can really get people to move forward. And it's going to take some time outside of a pandemic. But I would love to brainstorm some ideas with you and what that can look like. And I'm excited for you to help a lot of people because I know that's passionately behind you. So maybe can you share with our listeners as we're closing some ways to find you connect with you? How can they support you? Just let us know.
1: Let us know your Patreon, too. So hopefully some of our listeners can turn into your supporters.
2: Uh, it's so kind. And I was joking when I just said, yeah, my page or my Venmo is at Chris Cantor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I um, I mean, honestly, just uh, engaging or checking out some of the media that I produce, I'd be uh, thankful and uh, you don't have to pay for a thing. Um, I'm, if you check, you just put my last name, Cantori, C-A-N-T-O-R-E, into the Apple Store or your Spotify platform or your Google platform for audio and on-demand content. And you should be able to access the Cantore show, which I do with my friend Merrill, as I mentioned, twice a week. And then in between those two shows, in the middle of that, we do an exclusive insider show on Patreon, which you can find basically the same way—just putting my last name into the search bar on Patreon, or by going to Patreon. It's p a t r e o n dot com forward slash the Cantori Show. And then finally, um, if you or someone you know does want to start a podcast or has a podcast and would like some consultation, or you just want to start one. And me need up. help. <laughs> yeah, I'm there for you and it's bridges.studio. is how you can reach me and my very small team of awesome people and uh that's pretty much it that's i'm trying not to put too much on my plate you know i've got other plenty of other things i'm working on but those are the big things you know my podcast and if you can subscribe that would be great or if you want a sponsor we'd love to work with you you can email me Cantori c-a-n-t-o-r-e at you you You. y-e-w online.com yeah and i never mentioned that you y-e-u y-e-w excuse me is um is like a surf it's it's like an exclamation it's no different than saying yeah or woohoo i believe it originated in um australia and a lot of people say it in the lineups or the skate parks and you know what have you so it's just it's just meant to kind of stoke you out it's just an exclamation of positivity
1: yewonline.com that's your lifestyle blog uh pop culture covering the latest news and viral highlights from san diego
0: and that's like the polynesian you know that's really popular it does well it gets people excited energy i mean and it is so much so thank you so much for your time today i hope we can support you we'll follow up with blogs and just really get that information out there so hopefully we can help spread the word and get people to get involved i will tell you podcasting is awesome And if you have an idea, reach out to Chris and his team.
2: Oh, you're so kind. I really appreciate your platform, what you're doing. You guys are doing amazing things. And I, uh, I hope everyone listening maybe learned a thing or two, or I don't know, just I appreciate your time, you you lending your ears to the listener and I wish you and yours the absolute best, everyone listening, engaging, taking in this content, just, uh, Remember to breathe and take things day to day and be kind to one another. That's great
1: advice. Uh, Thanks so much for being a guest on our show, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Next week, we have a very special guest, Lane Nishikawa. Lane is a Japanese American actor, filmmaker, playwright, poet, and arts activist. His work includes one man series, Life in a Fast Lane, I'm on a mission from Buddha, Mifune, and me and his most recent documentary about the effects of war on the Japanese-American community called Our Lost Years, uh, which was just released in February of 2020. It's a recollection of the forced removal and mass incarceration of 120,000 Japanese and Japanese-Americans during World War II.
0: Please subscribe to Pileloha Now, Building Sustainability, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Pele Aloha Now, Building Sustainability. Tag and share with us your community programs, successes, and concerns, so we can help spread the word.
1: We'd also love to hear about your sustainability stories or to be a guest on this podcast in our Art of Respect series, please visit cityindesign.com.
0: For Pele Aloha Now, Building Sustainability, Art of Respect series, this is Pele Aloha.
1: And this is Dennis Michael.
0: Thank you for joining us.